And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. You're listening to The State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Tashawn Reed, and Ted Nguyen on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of State of the Nation here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I am Jimmy Durkin, joined as always by Vic Tafer, Deshaun Reed, and Ted Wynn. It is the episode everybody has been waiting for. We've got our tuxes on. Uh, you know, we sold all the tickets, sold out show. Everybody around the NFL is waiting to listen in and see who wins the, the imaginary hardware from our State of the Nation Awards for 2022. What's the trophy? Um, a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Hand delivered by you, Vic. You, 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 uh, you had to had to deliver them. I'm more of a hugger, so I guess a big hug. All right. The prize is getting the the offer to come on State of the Nation next season. Though. There you go. Yeah, we got to get that back going, man. Those were those were good times when we uh, used to have the guests. I mean, we had uh, we had everybody on, you know, Derek Carr. We had we had Max Crosby on before anybody knew who Max Crosby was. You know, Hunter Renfro was uh, was an in person guest out of that pizzeria in, in Alameda. Uh, we we had good times. Derek had uh, with zero appearances on the Raiders.com podcast and probably, what, three or four on ours? Maybe more than I mean, four or five? At least two or three. Um, I know I had him in a couple times on my previous podcast. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, do we do we want to get in any anything else before we get into our, our awards? Um, Patrick Graham is going to be the, uh, the one of the head coaches of the Senior Bowl. Is uh, do, we, do, do we want to break down Patrick Graham's uh, head coach candidacy, candidacy there at the uh, the Senior Bowl? The last time the Raiders were coaching this thing was uh, with Gruden and his staff, and I think they drafted uh, four guys from the Senior Bowl. Can you guys name the four guys? Let's hear them. Oh, you got to guess. Was this 2019? What year was it? It was, it was, it was... Oh, well. <laughs> 2019. I know the, the first one was. <laughs> oh, God. First one, no, it was, uh, it was Hunter Renfro, yeah, uh, Foster Moreau, Jonathan Abram, and the last one's the one that's a tough one. The last one, I don't think anybody's going to get. Fourth round pick, a DB. Isaiah Johnson? Isaiah Johnson, yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Johnson. Isaiah Johnson. Well, there you go. So Max Crosby wasn't invited to the Senior Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. He was no. He was not not a, a big deal back then. Yeah, but I mean, it, it could be a... I mean, obviously everybody gets to see the, all the practice tape and, and uh, the game and all that, but, you know... Could be could be good for especially given all their needs on defense to get an up close look at all the prospects at the senior bowl. I mean, they have nine picks for sure, and they might have up to eleven depending on if they get a couple compensatory picks or not. So yeah, that, that'll be pretty useful for them in, t- in terms of putting together their draft board. What this will do is it'll set up all all the Raider fans who are like just basically getting mad at us for making any suggestions that they should go after a quarterback in the first round and just are, are on the defense, 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 just draft all defense. It'll set up all those fans for disappointment when uh, they don't take defense at number seven. I would assume that they wouldn't put him in this event if uh, he's not going to be back. So we can end all the questions about 
Patrick Graham uh, being fired this offseason. So we can stop getting that in our comments and mailbags and Twitter replies because he's the, the head coach of the, of the senior bowl. I don't know if those were questions as much as there were requests or demands, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, people are going to say, you know, didn't do a good job versus didn't have any talent. So we'll see what happens. We'll definitely get some new players this year and he'll have a chance to kind of prove himself this next season. All right. Well, let's see if Patrick Graham gets any mentions here as we uh, go through. Ooh, our awards. Um, good tease. Good tease. <laughs> should we save MVP for last? Should we start kind of at the bottom and, and work our yeah. way up? What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. We should, we should start with the negative and then end with some, some positive. We kind of go back and forth yeah, yeah. a little bit here, but we'll, we'll start with. I don't. I don't know if people are going to like this start. Let, no, we're going to start with the play of the year. Play of the year. Um, that was uh, near the bottom of our ballot uh, that that we uh, we did. But um, play of the year. I will uh, let you guys know that we have a tie. So what? We'll, we'll be sharing sharing wow. hardware. We have a tie. Uh, only two plays were voted for. A tie between Josh Jacobs' game-winning touchdown against the Seahawks. And the walk-off winner against the Patriots, a.k.a. lateral damage. The worst play in the history of football uh, is is the Raiders' best play of the year. Yeah, see, I, I went with Jacobs' run because I was like, the Patriots' play was more about the Patriots being terrible in that moment than it was fucking about the Raiders man. being good, you know what I mean? Whereas Jacobs, it's like he just ran fucking 90 yards up the middle in overtime of like a game that like... It was part of like the best performance of the season, over 300 yards from scrimmage. To me, that was their best play. That was my vote as well. But the thing is, if that Jacob touchdown didn't happen, there was a chance that they probably still win that game. They drive the ball downfield, but that Patriots game, they had that game lost. I mean, they it was such a big turn of events and such a huge turning point, obviously, of, of that game. It gave them kind of a a little tiny chance at at, at, at the playoffs. So you know that that's why. I, I thought that would be a consensus play of the year. Why do you think it was lost? It was going overtime. It, was, it would have been the exact same situation as the Seahawks. Yeah. Game. They would have been like just going into overtime. <laughs> it's like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it just felt like the momentum was on the, pa- the Patriots side. I thought you guys were underselling uh, Charlie Jones' efforts here. I think he, uh, he missed that tackle on purpose, and he kind of hid like a ninja in that logo just waiting. So the guy couldn't see him when he threw the ball back. Then he uh, had the stiff arm, one of the great stiff arms in Raiders history. So, uh, yeah, and obviously it was a crazy play. The whole world was talking about it. So, and plus it was a play that usually happens, you know, to the Raiders. Usually that's a play they make. They make the dumb play that costs them the game. This time they were on the other end of it against, you know, their beloved Patriot uh, idols. So I think um, for me it was the play of the year. Let's move on to the biggest disappointment. What do you guys think here? We we got a lot of vote, a lot of different votes here, but the winner for the most embarrassing moment of the year, losing to Jeff Saturday's Indianapolis Colts. That was that was that was by far. I mean, like I, I mean, me and Vic both were both like, there's just absolutely no chance. Like there just should be no way. Like not only were the Colts terrible, but they had a high school coach as their coach. You know, I mean, Matt Ryan ended up starting. We didn't know that. I, I will say that, but. You know, we, we thought they were going to go in there with Sam Ellinger. It was just like, no way do you lose that game. And they lost it, like, pretty convincingly, too. It, 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 like, the score was close, but it, it the whole way, you could just see the Colts were going to end up winning that game. And that, that, that at home, in front of your fans, that's that's by far, to me, their worst moment this season. I thought it was pretty close. The Baker Mayfield loss was pretty close. That was I mean, second you lose, place. You lose to a crappy quarterback that had four days to study the playbook that's pretty bad too. I would say that that, that that's pretty close. I mean, 
with with the whole Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday was terrible. That's not my number one. But I mean, I think that week they they lost Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and then all of a sudden they start Matt Ryan. So I guess that's a little bit of an excuse. But losing to Baker Mayfield was pretty bad. Especially if you're playing cover zero in the whole last drive, which made no sense for that Mr. Graham on the defense. But I voted for uh, the Colts. I think I voted for one play, particularly I voted for the Matt Ryan uh, 38-yard run. Basically, we, you know, a 3-2-1 vote, we, we voted for three plays. Um, specifically losing that game, uh, got eight points, which is three, two first-place votes, one second-place vote. And then uh, cut, coming in down at the bottom what was specifically the Matt Ryan run. Um, so really, you can kind of throw that in there. And, and essentially, it was, it was almost unanimous. Yeah, I've seen a lot of horrible plays in, in my lifetime with this team. That might be the worst. I just uh, I, I talked about this on, on the show and, and I written about it. the fact that Matt Ryan, you know, who can barely move, uh, was got whatever fifteen yards and was going out of bounds. And he cuts back in. He cuts back in bounds and gets another twelve yards. Or whatever. I, that just to me was the ultimate uh, slap in the face. You had players like with a jogging, and I just thought it was uh, a really bad look and a really bad season for uh, a pretty bad team. And they had Parker Frazier, first first time play caller in that game, first time head coach. Is it Parks? Is it Parker? Or or Parks? Parks, whatever his goddamn name is. I mean, this dude was, was like a GA, basically. Yes, was he like a quality yes. control dude? He like, wasn't even like a position I, coach. Tashad does not have to know his name. Well, the story came out later when our Colts guys did the story, and I guess they pretty much went down the hallway. Like, hey, you want to call plays this week? No, nah, I don't want to call plays. I need more money. No. Nah. Well, yeah, because everyone wanted more. But, like, I mean, if you're going to make me do more, give me more money. And he's like, let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm going to call some plays. Yeah, and you would be calling plays in a terrible situation. You know, like, this is your first time call After everybody on your staff just said, no, nah, we ain't going to make you the interim head coach. We're going to bring in this dude off the TV studio. Yeah, and this is like the first time you call plays. This is how you're going to be judged as a play caller based on, based on he this. He should have retired after that game at 1-0. He should have just retired. He should have. But, I mean, did any of you guys think that there'd be any worse moments after the Cardinals loss? Yeah. 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 Have, you, that was have you ever watched <laughs> the Raiders? That was, that was week, what, two? I mean, I, 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 thought it was like, I thought it was pretty embarrassing. I was like, eh, can it go much lower than this? I mean, I voted for that. I, I, that was my third place vote. I mean, that was bad. I mean, that was that no. Was I mean, bad, like but... right after the Cardinals loss. Like, did yes. you guys think there would be two much worse embarrassing moments after that loss? I wasn't ruling it out. It's the it's the Raiders. Me. I mean, it's Josh McDaniels. Like, yeah. I mean, cause, and that was the thing. This was the hardest one I think to vote for because, I mean, the Saints game you could put in there. The uh, uh, the Jaguars game you could put in there. I mean, there were so many options that you could put. To, to vote in here um that's why it's, it's pretty impressive that that jeff saturday uh w- was nearly unanimous let's move on before Raider fans put their foot through their uh, little laptops all right we'll move on um we'll go to everybody's favorite the warm bum award this will this will get everybody feeling nice and and, and warm and fuzzy inside uh, and the winner is josh mcdaniels congratulations oh wow mm. i'm, I'm huh? surprised by that I was, i'm also surprised oh. i didn't vote for him neither did i Hey man, you guys are you guys votes gotten double? What's a if you I didn't vote for him? How do you how do you win? So this one, this one we had <laughs> seven different people earn votes on this. Wow, so I'll give you I'll give you the people. vote. Josh McDaniel with six points, Patrick Graham with four, a, a tie between 
Derek Carr and Mick Lombardi was three. I don't know who the hell. Somebody voted Mick Lombardi number one. When Mick I mean, Lombardi does, does nothing. The guy does nothing. What the hell it's does he do? Time, it's about time he faces the music, man. What's he been doing? Come on, let's get Mick Lombardi some heat, man. Everyone else is getting, getting, getting buried. I want, to, I want Mick to face some hot music. It's already been one Lombardi I mean, so you, fire you, this week. You're, 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 you're wondering about how, the, how the, uh, the, the voting got all messed up, and you voted for a guy who does nothing. Yeah, every week goes to the press conference, talks to us every week, talks about you know what what went right and how things are going. And I mean, I was just I mean, the reason I vote for Josh because there's no way Josh is going to get fired next year. So I didn't think that was. Uh, but therefore, if he's not getting fired this but year. But I mean, he know. should should he not go into next year feeling some warmth? I mean, if he if he if he's a fantastic job, he's a fantastic job. Come on, guys. I mean, what are you guys watching? They're they're building this the right way. So. uh I just figured, like, if you know, if Derek Carr took the fall this year, and the next yeah, year, yeah, I mean, his, I don't, I don't know. I mean, who who voted for Derek Carr? I mean, his bum's his already bum, on fire. He's gone. He gone. His bum is cooked. Yeah, it's charred. Already. I voted for him just from the standpoint of like, who currently on the franchise is for sure gone. Is I mean, it's, it's him, obviously. So I guess I, should, I probably shouldn't have voted for him because it's obvious. But he gone. Uh, yeah, with McDaniel's, like, they would have to, I think, regress from this year, which I guess is possible. Like, but. If they're like three or four win team, then yeah, then we'll start talking about bums being warm. But as it stands right now, I don't think his yeah. See how happy he is in press conference. Like there's nothing warm about his bum. He's just <laughs> chill, man. He's, he's cool. It's all good, man. Also receiving votes down in the bottom. Darren Waller got two votes. Uh, Trayvon Merrick got two votes, and Chandler Jones got one vote. And Darren Waller, baby, feeling the heat. All right, let's move on to this. Is this kind of falls in similar line uh you know we always have the biggest disappointment and you know Vic you, you wanted to praise him for his, his fantastic effort in uh in your play of the year but I'm sorry Chandler Jones uh he, he's showing up a lot on the votes here he is our winner for uh the biggest disappointment just barely beats out a, it was a tie for second between Derek Carr and Darren Waller we need probably need to next year set better parameters for the voting and like say it has to be a specific person or whatever because there was a, a two votes for the passing offense in general so if we gave if we gave those two votes to Derek Carr and maybe we can give them to Darren Waller too then that would give us a three-way tie for uh for uh for first place but um Chandler Jones I think you know the, the way the voting works out Chandler Jones is is your winner uh, we also had votes for the the secondary uh Hunter Renfro I already mentioned the passing offense and uh, one and a half votes for Josh McDaniels. I think that's the Vic special. Vic likes to do the split votes for he votes for two people at one spot, which means like Vic, you're the a first cheater, place, bro. That he'll he'll vote for two people in first place, so I have to split that up and give the, give each one and a half. He's cheating. Points. He it's, like, it's like when he picked the fucking tie, made you you couldn't even pick the logos in the Dude, little chart that we I had. I almost got that fucking yeah, tie. That just, fucking tie almost came Jesus true. Case. That was the call of the year that time. Disappointment of the, of the year is our... So Vic, so Vic, Vic named five different people for his, in his biggest disappointment voting. Jesus. I mean, there's 6 and 11. I love, I love the spread. I rode with Chandler just... I mean, he was, what, sackless through like the first seven or eight games? And, I mean... They're setting the edge, man. Yeah. Fucking veteran leader. The contract Shit. they gave him, like, that's that just bad. Really bad. But um, I, I could see Derek as well. I mean, um, I don't think he was... Chandler, Chandler Jones was like pretty ineffective for to most of the year I, I think Derek Carr was more up and down kind of boom or bust for a lot of the season he kind of had some big moments and then or big halves and then fall off the second half and so but I think I kind of gave him a little bit of a mulligan with the injuries to Waller and Renfro and offensive line I mean I mean it was you know he was only going to be 
was so good with, with those circumstances, um, which obviously they didn't anticipate when they put this group together. But that's why I roll with the passing offense, because, you know, it was supposed to be this three-headed monster with Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Yeah, you're a cheater, and, uh, too. That's like, you're that was my, like 11 that was, people. That's well, like 11 people. Well, there's, there's, three, there's three, three slots. So that was my <laughs> second place slot. Uh, and so passing offense is just like, they had so many things go wrong in that element that, and that was supposed to be like the driving force. Like we kind of all expected the defense to kind of be shitty anyway, but that was supposed to be the thing that like drove this team forward and it just never really materialized. But Chandler Jones was my one. And then that was the passing offense was my number two. I forgot my ballot. Did I do like a car slash McDaniel slash Lombardi? Is that what I put on there? No, you, you, did, you didn't have Lombardi in there. I think uh, you I didn't did. Put Lombardi in there? Uh, hey, you no. really oh, don't so like yeah, Lombardi, like, man. I'm just I'm going to pull up your ballot here. Let me, no, no, let me no. Pull it's it fine. I'm just, I forgot. My memory's terrible. But like Deshaun said, the offense should have been top five. They brought in Devontae Adams and uh, you know, cost Derek his job. So that's why I think Derek is the, uh, is the winner of this, uh, of this big hug. Vic in first place voted Derek Carr slash Josh McDaniels. Then second place was secondary. And then third place was Darren Waller slash Chandler Jones. Like, that's, a, I, I that's a great ballot, man. That's a great fucking ballot. I don't ballot. know how you can combine Darren Waller with Chandler Jones. <laughs> I mean, I that's know. impressive. Uh, I tried. I each, got, I, I each gave him a half a point for that, uh, that I post. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I had Darren Waller just because I, I, you know, I was keeping it with one person. And at least Chandler Jones finished the season – I mean, he did get injured, but he finished strong when he was playing. But uh, with Darren Waller, he was expected to be, you know, the, the the secondary star to this passing offense. And even when he was playing, he just didn't quite get in rhythm. And then he was injured for all those games. So, you know, I, yeah, that's why I had Waller. Let's end on a positive note. We've got five more awards to hand out. And these are all, you know, more of the warm and fuzzy awards. So we're going to go with the biggest positive surprise. And the winner is... Josh Jacobs, uh, NFL rushing leader, guy that we we questioned in our in our preview season preview episode. You know, how many carries would he have? Would he outrush uh, Zamir White? And uh, he ends up leading the league in, in rushing, leading the league in uh, total offense. So he's our first place winner. Uh, J- Jermaine Illuminor comes in second. Uh, Mac Hollins third. Um, we did get a, a third place vote for Tyler Hall. Hey man, I didn't know who he was. He made some plays. He's big, he's big folks. Yeah, but jo- Josh definitely did the the biggest 180. I think of anybody on the team in terms of what we expect to come into the season. I mean, when they declined that fifth year option and, and drafted White, like you said, I mean, we were questioning: Is he going to get the most carries on the team? Um, you know, how effective? I mean, remember when he played in the Hall of Fame game? Yeah. and everyone was freaking out. Like, yeah, and then also trading him, and then also in the preseason, just how much rotation they were doing with the offensive line. It was just like, yo, how is he going to run? Even if he's good, how is he going to run behind this unit? Even with them like rotating it early on in the season, all the way up until I think week five it was that they settled on a group. Um, he had the best season of his career, and he was the best running back in the league this year. And that's, that's that shocked the hell out of me. Um, and and set him up this off season. You know, since they did decline that fifth year option to to be in line for a pretty big payday, whether that's with the Raiders or elsewhere. Yeah, I think it also surprised the staff. I mean, obviously, if they had any idea he'd leave the league in rushing, he wouldn't be out there in the Hall of Fame game. So I think that definitely they were. And thinking, you know, um, he'd be our guy, and we'll see what happens with Zamir White. But um, he was so good, um, so durable, and so, like, he lost some weight. He lost, like, 10 pounds in the offseason, so it's kind of a different uh, explosiveness than he's had in, in recent years. And just a guy who just kind of took over, and, and they couldn't uh, not give him the ball. He's got better and better as the year went on, became a team leader this year, and kind of uh, 
gave them a chance to win a lot of all these games they were in. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. All right, let's uh, let's head over to Rookie of the Year, and we have a unanimous winner here for Rookie of the Year. Josh Jacobs was not quite unanimous. He uh, he had ten out of a possible twelve votes, but uh, Rookie of the Year. Who did, uh, no, let's go back. Who didn't give Who didn't give Josh Jacobs number one? I want to know. Probably the guys were really quiet the last segment. I, the guy didn't say a word. Yeah, man, what the I fuck? Think no, Jermaine, I think I thought I gave it to Josh Jacobs. I, I, don't, I don't remember who I voted for, honestly. Yeah, I've, I voted Jermaine Illuminor. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> and you give me a hard time. But my ballot. I mean, All right. I mean, Jacobs has been good in the past. Like, he's he's been a pro bowler. Um, I mean, I had Jacobs number two. Like, it was kind of a – and, I mean, like, I had already voted him first place for two other awards. So, like, like I got, got to mix it up. I mean, it's – Yeah, right, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. All right, rookie of the year. We have a unanimous winner. Um, it's not like we're talking about there were there were many options, but uh, Dylan Parham, congratulations! Uh, you started every game, so you are a unanimous winner for rookie of the year. Who was second place? Uh, Thayer, uh, no, excuse me. Sam Webb got three votes. Um, Thayer Munford with two and one vote for Luke Masterson. Coming into the season, I, we thought it was a possibility he would start, but it definitely wasn't something that was a lock. I don't think and. Uh, for him to start, you know, at three different positions, left guard, center, right guard. And, he, you know, he had his warts in pass protection. Um, he's up there in terms of pressures and sacks given up across the league. But, you know, he was a competent starter wherever he lined up. Um, and that's that's a win when, you, when you're talking about a third-round pick. You know, it's not like he was a first-rounder or something of that nature. And so 
Um, his future, you know, we'll, we'll see. He kind of seems like he's a little too light in the ass to be at guard full time. Probably needs to be at center. But gosh, we gotta uh, add that. We gotta add that into our sound bites of the year. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, an, that's an early candidate for next year. I don't know if we call this next year, but little light in the ass. But um, I mean, wherever he lines up, I, I think they can rely on him as a as a starter uh, moving forward. And, this, this class overall, while it may be disappointing, I think, you know, they got what they expected out of him and probably a, a little bit more. You got to be pretty hopeful or encouraged by Parham's rookie year. He, he does the difficult things and, you, you know, with the versatility, knowing I, I think he processes really well. I think he'll get stronger. That's the one thing he needs to, to really work on this, this season. And we knew that coming into the season that he uh, was a little light and he, he needs to get stronger. It showed up when uh, he got bull rushed. So I, I think he'll work hard and add weight this offseason. Uh, like we talked about, I, I think he, he's better at center. So we'll see where the, the Raiders go go there. But just having that versatility is so important, especially when you're, when you're dealing with injuries and depth issues. I went to the uh, Seahawks-Niners game. I was talking to our old friend Gabe Jackson, and he brought up Parham on his own. Said the games he's watched, he was really impressed with his footwork and his feet. Thinks he'll be really good in the future just with experience and probably playing center, which I think is probably more the skills that sets more geared towards. But he liked Parham a lot and thinks he has a huge upside. Wait, was Tanner Muse a senior bowl guy? No. You want to give us some good Tanner Muse thoughts? He was a... Start had had what he was he did he start for the Seahawks? I mean, he did. I, he started for the Seahawks there. against uh, the Niners. He shook my hand. I think he knew all the chefs said about him uh, coming out, so he wasn't happy to see me. But we uh, it was it was we shook hands, so it was fine. Yeah, he whiffed on that uh, seventy yard run catching run by Debo, so that was his. Anyway, in honor of Tanner Muse, let's move on to Defensive Player of the Year. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a voting at the bottom because we all know who the hell the winner is here. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal uh, now. Tashawn, I believe it was Tashawn and I both uh, took the liberty to only vote for one player. I I told you guys you could vote for up to three. I would not require uh, you to 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 list to list three names on your ballot. So Tashawn and I did not. So I'll tell you who, who picked up. We have single votes for Deron Harmon and Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones got a vote for Defensive Player of the Year. Who is that? I think it was you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm getting old. Go ahead. Those guys tied for fourth place. Uh, A tie for second place. Denzel Perryman and Rakusin both get two votes. And then, obviously, our unanimous winner, Max Crosby, 12 votes. Uh, I mean, uh, Tashaun and I both only voted for him, and uh, I don't really see a way way to argue against that. I mean, he was everything to their defense. Uh, he did not make All-Pro, um, which I, I think he should have been at least a second-team All-Pro. I'm a little bit surprised by that. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously he's he's a, he's their dominant force on defense. I don't know how to put Hassan Reddick over over Max Crosby. That was kind of crazy. I mean, Reddick's been good, but, I mean, Crosby was definitely in the running for Defensive Player of the Year just the way he played both the run and, and, and the pass. There's nobody else that could have came close to Max Crosby. I, I had Rocky Sin second. I think he's just a really solid, good corner, and the Raiders did not have a re- lot of really solid, good players. So uh, I, I think he's definitely a guy that you bring back and count on for next year. With Max, I think last year, you know, it was kind of, even though he was actually an All-Pro last year, um, kind of the knock was that he had a bunch of pressures but not too many sacks. And this year, I mean, he, he put it all together. I mean, he had 12 and a half sacks. He was third in pressures, so he still had that play-by-play production. 
where he really took a step forward this year was, was his run defense. I mean, he, he led the entire league regardless of position and tackles for loss. And, and outside of that, I mean, just because you can sometimes get some cleanup tackles for loss, but he was also just a strong run defender on, on a play-by-play basis. And I believe he played the most snaps of any defensive lineman in the league. And so his just stamina and relentlessness to play that much and also be as effective and efficient as he is. I mean, he was, he's definitely, for me, one of the, the four best edge rushers in the league. And so I think he should have been a, a second team all pro. I agree there. And um, unfortunately, the, the rest of the defense was was terrible. So he didn't have the, the team impact in terms of where they ranked in scoring and yards per play to really be a candidate for defensive player of the year. But he's definitely that caliber of player when you just talk about his individual play. I think the thing about Max is, if you're a Raiders fan, it's so exciting is that obviously he's a great player, he's a great leader, he's fun to watch, and he's getting better every year somehow. He works uh, so hard that every year he's getting his game to the next level, and just um, it's kind of amazing to think where it could be next year. If he, I'm sure that he's already probably in the gym right now. So I just think um, really uh, probably you know along with Jacobs and, and Devontae, probably the best reason to be a Raider fan is, is, is Max Max Crosby. I mean, he's a defensive end who led the team in tackles, which is unbelievable. 89 tackles. I mean, at one point, he was on pace for a 100-tackle season as a defensive end. And uh, I'm part of the reason he led the team in tackles is obviously their top two linebackers uh, both missed time. I mean, if if Perryman plays more than 12 games, he had 83. Deron Harmon had 86. I mean, if, if Perryman plays a couple more games, he, he leads the team in tackles. But, I mean, 89 tackles from a defensive end is, uh, is, is unbelievable. It just speaks to, you know, he was a guy that when he came into the league— Oh, high motor, all that, and, and, and you know he's got to get stronger. And I mean, he's he's done everything you could want. Um, I mean, we we saw that rookie year. I mean, it was expected that you know he wouldn't be strong enough to kind of to deliver, and and he certainly did. And he, he's improved, like you said, every year, become an, an excellent run defender. So um, such an easy call. So uh, well, uh, let's move on from there to offensive player of the year. And uh, I'm gonna do a similar thing to what I did with defensive player of the year. We're going to start at the bottom um, and work our way up. So we have a a tie for fourth place here. Daniel Carlson got one vote. Um, I voted for him. I guess it's technically, um, technically offense, not really, but kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it scores points. Um, we don't have a special teams player of the year. I'm sorry, we're uh, we are biased against special teams, but so I gave him an offensive player of the year vote, um, and we got one vote for Derek Carr. I did it. I did it. Third place. Wow. Third place. Because uh, wow. like like he was wow. he was like average yeah. this year. And Sean Reed, a Derek Carr apologist. Hey man, he was like an average quarterback this year. I'm sorry, I know people like you know like interceptions and all that, but he was when he stopped playing, he was still like top ten in yards and touchdowns, and like he wasn't he wasn't bad this year. As as much as fans were happy to see him go, I guess he's not technically gone yet, but like I, I was still I was still put him somewhere in the, in, the, in the top three amongst their their offensive players, given who the the guys that were hurt Waller and Renfro and. Colt Miller didn't have his best year. So like, oh, unless let's go with a kicker. Like, I don't know who else is going to be my third offensive player. Go with the kicker. All right. We have uh, in third in third place. We do have Colton Miller gets two votes. He finishes in third place. And then we have a tie. We're going to be sharing hardware. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams both picked up 10 votes. They they each got two first place votes and two second place votes. And we have a tie for offensive player of the year. My argument why Devontae Adams should be number one is because Josh Jacobs really benefited from defenses playing a bunch of two deep coverages to stop Devontae Adams because uh, I think Jacobs, I don't know if he finished, but he, for most of the season, he led the league and runs into two deep 
defenses, which means that he was running into a bunch of light boxes. So I, I think that's why you got to give it to Adams. That's some next level thinking, man. That's really genius. I like that. So, so I, I can't sarc- tell you. Pretty sure it's so much sarcasm. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> no, I, 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 I voted the same way. I voted. The same I, I'm gonna say so. I'm pretty sure you voted the same way. So exactly. I'm, I'm calling myself a genius, also. So you know, right there. It's very clever. I just thought uh, Jacobs was more because we had some some of those Devontae Adams. I, he had a great season, but he kind of he had a few of those games where it was just like just it was just kind of nothing in terms of like production where it was two catches or three catches or you know kind of disappearing for halves and I don't really think that was his fault you know part of that was offensive design or Derek Carr not playing well or offensive line but he I think he had more games where he didn't have as big of an impact than than Josh Jacobs did and Jacobs also had the most total yards in the league so either one's fine I think but uh, that's why I roll with Jacobs there's not a wrong answer here um I mean they're both first team all pro deservedly uh if, if you're kind of looking for a tiebreaker, I mean, like, Devonta Adams is, this is always who Devonta Adams has been. And, like, this, you know, for, for Jacobs, I mean, this is the first time we've seen him just take it to this next level. So I think that kind of helps elevate him. And, yeah, I mean, leads the league in, in total offense. Uh, you you got to love that. Um, so, all right, MVP now. And um, there were only three players that got votes. Uh, no uh, no surprise, A.J. Cole votes or, uh, or Derek Carr votes. Derek Carr did not get any MVP votes. This was some tight voting. Uh, we have a tie for second place. Max Crosby and Devontae Adams, both with eight points. Josh Jacobs with 10 points is our MVP for 2022 State of the Nation Awards. Congratulations, Josh Jacobs. That is, uh, he takes home three invis- invisible hardware. He, he wins MVP, co-offensive player of the year, and the biggest positive surprise. So uh, tons of hardware handing out to uh, Josh Jacobs to go along with those, uh, those all-pro uh, honors. Yeah, I think for for me, he when they did have that that brief sort of run um, where he won three in a row and it kind of looked like they were getting back in the playoff run, it was really on on his legs. I mean, he had that huge game against the Seahawks. He broke his his career high in rushing yards like eight times this season. It felt like um, during one of those stretches, played through a lot of different I wouldn't say injuries, but he played hurt a lot of weeks, even if he didn't miss games and still produce at a higher level. He was really efficient, like on top of just the gross production. Um, and and I think he, their offense, while it was disappointing, they were still 12th in scoring and 12th in yardage. And I think a lot of that was was off the strength of, of Jacobs because their passing offense wasn't really what we expected it to be. Um, and so like, I, well, I, if you ask me, like, who's the best player on the team, I, I probably would have a different answer. It's probably Max Crosby. But in terms of the, the impact that they had, most valuable, I think Jacobs had a, a bigger impact on offense in terms of raising them up because, I mean, even with Crosby playing the way he was, the, the defense was still pretty terrible. Um, and so I, I think Jacobs, I mean, when you factor everything together, I th- he was the most deserving for me. Yeah, I agree. He played every game. He played uh, – he was he was phenomenal from start to finish. I think he did everything he possibly could to earn a big you know, new contract. We'll see what happens there. But um, – I think uh, as Josh McDaniels said a couple times, uh, or maybe it was David Ziegler, but um, that he kind of embodies what they want to be as, as a you know as a team, the spirit and the competitiveness and the, and the toughness and, and the skill level. So I think um, he deserves uh, all the accolades and all the hardware we're going to give him uh, from our great uh, end of the year award show. I believe I voted for Devontae Adams. Did I vote for Devontae Adams, Jimmy? I don't have names on the votes, but I can figure them out usually. Uh, yeah, you, uh, yeah, you gave it to Devontae Adams. Yeah, I, just because I think if he wasn't playing, 
this offense would be really, really, really terrible. Like I said, he Josh Jacobs has had a phenomenal year, but he really benefited from Adams' presence. If Devontae Adams was on the field, the running game would would struggle a lot more than it did. And if Josh Jacobs didn't play, I think the offense would be okay with Zemir White running into two high defenses. Obviously, he wouldn't be nearly as effective as Josh Jacobs. But I think if you remove Devontae Adams from the equation, this offense you know, becomes an offense that ha- had top 10 type of production to maybe a middling or bottom 10 offense. So the way the, the voting, I'll, I'll kind of break it down for you. Uh, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs each got two first place votes. What ended up being the ter- determining factor is that uh, Max Crosby got two second place votes. You know, Devontae Adams got two third place votes. So it was kind of that, that ended up being determining where uh, why Jacobs ended up winning. It was the fact that uh, on, on a few ballots, uh, Adams fell to third and uh, with Crosby going ahead of him. So, uh, you know, we all we all mixed it up a little bit, but uh, that's that's how we ended up there. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could make a case for Max. When we're talking about how much, you know, Devontae helped Josh and vice versa. Max, you know, didn't have anybody out there. Max had, uh, they were calling for Deshaun Reed to play linebacker, so that's how bad it was on defense, so. I actually just realized I, I did. I think I did uh, miscalculate slightly. You screwed up. Oh, Correct. Jesus yeah, Christ! So there was there, there was not a tie. There there was not a tie for second place. Crosby had six votes. Adams eight. Jacobs ten. So it was a an even one two three. But uh, yeah, that's their three Pro Bowlers and our, our top three for MVP. So it makes sense. All right, it's time now for our sound bites of the year, as everybody is anxiously oh, waiting for. <laughs> and to get started with them, we have to hit the go. We have to hit the go button. Or the green button, or whatever the hell that is. I do think the Adams and the Challenge Jones signings definitely indicate they're pushing the you know the go button for whatever a go button is. They're pushing the uh, <laughs> they're pushing the green button. Congratulations, Big Tafer. That wasn't bad. That's fine. All right, but actually, if we are really going to get in the mood for these sound bites, what gets you in the mood for something better than a little music? Mic check one two one two. Mic check. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I made it in my mind because blame it on my ADD baby. This is how Angel died. Oh, the drum solo. Blame it on my ADD baby. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> oh man! Take a bow, Vic. Take a bow. The things I do for this show, man, it's really beautiful. That's a hit, right there. I mean, Vic, I, I thought you were fantastic, but some out there thought it. you were a little bit all over the place. Like perhaps <laughs> you were just praying and spraying. Last season, it kind of stalled out when they fell into that that trap of just kind of just. Pray and spray, you know, with Derek Carr dropping back a hundred times a game. Todd Reed's description of the Raiders offense, pray and spray. Oh, man. That could be taken so many ways, but we're going to take it in terms of uh, football. There we go. Pray and spray offense. Wow. <laughs> right, we are nearing the end of the show, so I'm starting to think about lunch. And for some reason, and I blame Ted, I'm in the mood for noodles. Matthew Udon, who you know, has 14 and a half sacks. Dietrich John Wise Udon? could rush from the inside. <laughs> Udon, sorry. Yo, why did you think that was like such a fancy name? I was name? hungry. I was hungry. <laughs> His name is Matt. That was Matt Udon. 
<laughs> it's not even like he had a first name. <laughs> oh, I'll stick around lunch. <laughs> well, maybe noodles aren't what you're in the mood for. Maybe you feel like doing... Oh, God. I know what's coming. A little bit of competitive eating. If the Raiders win, you guys have a reverse meat-eating competition. <laughs> well done and rare. I like it. I like it. Oh, my God. I forgot that part. What? <laughs> oh, shit. Well done and rare. I like it. <laughs> that was... Oh, man. Right. If that competition ever really happened, who do we think would it's win? Not, it's not happening. It's let's not imagine this. Point. Let's not have any visuals to this. Would the competition at least be close? Or is someone getting driven? Tashawn's winning. I, 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 oh, I how? Yo, what? <laughs> hey, oh, man. I can't even. I, I'm fine. Fine. I just need to know. Is the competition going to be close? Or? And then he catches it and just like gives like mac jones like the most deliberate stiff arm you will ever see like he didn't just toss him to the side or push him like you know he drove him into the fucking earth <laughs> fucking mac jones ted man. don't get driven into the fucking earth in that competition please I, I it's okay it's uh, fine in that setting i think it's fine to lose and yeah. get driven into the earth <laughs> <laughs> all right all all great clips here but at this point we do just have to say goodbye later guys bye Derek carr <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were. That's so, that's so sweet. It's so yeah, sweet, you know. This is very, ki- very, very kind. Next time we, nice moment. Next time we record a podcast, you, you might be saying bye for real. You never know. Uh, well, that does wrap up our sound bites of the year. Um, there were probably many more that uh, our producer Brian Smith could have chosen from. You know, we we do have to kind of keep this somewhat of a family show, right, Vic? I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, I guess there were some things I said that weren't appropriate. I apologize. Apologize to that one guy that was like listening to it in the car with his son, tainting his ears. Daddy, what's the little darlings? Uh, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. He's going to tell all his first grade friends about reverse meeting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, we're, we're, we're hitting those final two minutes of the show where we got <laughs> we to gotta hit the gutter. Uh, we're good. We're good. We're good. It was, we're fun, good. it was a fun year. We had some good laughs. What's next week? Next week we have the, uh, the fans call in. Is that next week's show? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to plan that out. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what works, but yeah, that that, that could be a good way to go. And we got what uh, two or three more shows here before uh, before we head into the off season and uh, see what happens in these playoffs. I know for the Raider fans that uh, the playoffs are are pretty much done. I don't think they're watching anymore, especially as long as the uh, the Chiefs and, and Niners are alive. Uh, they they don't want to see another one of those Super Bowls. So. We will uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. I uh, hope you enjoy the State of the Nation Awards. We always have fun putting this one together. And, uh, and Vic will be getting ready to hand out all that imaginary hardware. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right, y'all. Adios. Bye, Derek Carr. Goodbye, State of the Nation. I might get a VIP pass to Little Darlings after this one. I might be, uh, I might be the man. Kind of seems like he's a little too light in the ass to be at guard full-time, probably needs to be at center. Let's have some fun. Tight butts. Just win, baby.